Hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I'm an admissions consultant. I work out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. Do subscribe and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please do leave us a rating as well as that really helps this podcast to reach more people and give us some feedback. You can send your feedback or questions along to Tyler. Tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. That's Tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. All right, really quickly, a couple of announcements next weekend. Actually, a couple weekends from now is going to be a pretty busy one. We've got two events going on. One is going to be on June 17th from 6 to 7 p.m. Japan Standard Time. And I am going to be breaking down kind of recent data and talking a little bit about how to make the most of your summer. So we will be kind of a month into summer at that point. And so for students who are kind of thinking about, you know, how to make the most of their summer, but also how to best prepare for the upcoming school year, this will be a really, really good time to touch base, see how you're doing, but also give some advice on like, what are some last minute things that you can be doing to make sure that your summer is a productive one and that you're heading into the summer ready to go. Also be introducing one of the courses that we have running um, as a specialized course that's in designed to kind of give you a pretty comprehensive, condensed, intensive summer experience as far as college prep to get the ball rolling there. So that again is June 17th from 6 to 7 p.m. JST. And as always, if you register, you will get the recording of this. And if you are new to Tokyo Academics, you will be eligible for a uh, free diagnostic session. All right. And then the following day, as I mentioned before, we do have a panel discussion on boarding schools. So that is for students and families who may be a little bit younger. So that'll be on June 18th from 7 to 8 p.m. Japan Standard Time. Um, and the same things apply. If you register, we will make sure a recording gets to you. All right, let's get right into it. First of all, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations to all the seniors who have graduated this past weekend, will be graduating this weekend, or will be graduating in the upcoming little bit of time. Uh, you made it, you did it. Well, 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 well done to all the families on behalf of your child. Thank you for all of the support and both in terms of your wallet and social, emotionally, across all the different lovers. Uh, in which you have helped lay a path for your child. Um, and this to all the teachers as well and advisors and friends. It takes a village to get every single one of, every single student into college. So a uh, big shout out to everyone who is involved in that process, uh, but mostly congr huge congrats um, to seniors. You are off to your next awesome, wonderful step in life. And so, uh, yeah, just congratulations on a completion of one major, major, major milestone. All right. Today, I am going to start off with a little bit of a call for audience interaction. And I know that's weird to be asking for in the middle of a podcast because this isn't live. But I do want to hear from all of you because over the next few weeks, I'm going to be doing a series of talks on the truth about blank, right? The truth about a certain type of college, right? And there are certain schools, there are certain school types that I obviously will be trying to cover, right? I think business schools is what I'm going to be starting with today, undergraduate business programs, right? But engineering programs, I've had some email inquiries about talking a little bit about the arts and music and dance, as well as things like architecture, things that may be a little bit more vocational, as well as, of course, liberal arts schools. And, you know, obviously we have the Ivies. And so um, I would encourage 
encourage you to please let me know um, over the next couple, over the next month or so, because a lot of students are building their college lists. A lot of rising seniors are finalizing where which schools they're planning on applying for. Now is the time to start asking and thinking about and really investigating are these schools, the, the school ranking is one thing, right? But where do they really stand in terms of being the right fit for me? And so I will be doing a whole series on the truth about blank schools, right? The truth about whatever, fill in the blank, right? Ty- whatever type of schools, it can be based on major, it can be based on size. Um, but I will be doing some of that through based on what you tell me. And so again, you can email in to Tyler at the acceptedpodcast.com. That is Tyler at the acceptedpodcast.com. Just let me know what you'd like to hear about. Tell let me know what you, which type of schools you'd like more information about to help you investigate because there are all number of schools available. And for me, I think the policy has always been that fit comes first. Fit is always the most important thing. Match, we can sort out. But if we find schools that are a fit, then that becomes a better starting motivator for everything, right? Um, whether it be the getting the student activated or um, kind of just making sure that when they get there, they're going, they are in the right place for them. So that would be something that I would love to hear from all of you about is just your requests, right? What do you want to hear more about, right? What do you want to hear me break down in terms of which types of schools, what I recommend, what are some hidden gems that you may be not on your list or that your college counselors haven't recommended yet that might be a good fit, right? All of these different types of things. So let me know, email me, and I will be happy to make sure that your requests are addressed and I will talk about them over the upcoming month. All right. Thank you so much. And to get into it today, as mentioned, today's focus is really going to be an undergraduate business. Uh, business is something that many of our students, uh, many of my students really always want to go into. Um, a lot of them, uh, many of them really just want to make money, right? So one of the first things I do when um, I assess what what they want to go to college for, why they want to go to business school is why. And many of them are either entrepreneurial, right? And they've already started a lot of different things on their own, or they, you know, have parents who are in uh, in iBanking or are in hedge funds or are um, kind of playing the Bitcoin game and are doing very, very well, right? Um, And so, One of the first things when a student comes to me and tells me they want to go to business school is, um, or that they want to study economics, right, is to question why and to push back and to make sure that there's a clear understanding that A, there's a difference between econ and business, right, but also to understand a little bit more about what a current business degree is going to require. Uh, A lot of uh, students think about business when they think about business and doing business, they think about the wire, they think about, they think about just any show that or thing where a student, a guy just walks around, sweet talks a bunch of people, makes some good deals and then gets to party. Right. And the reality is that making business is largely a math thing right now, uh, at least as far as what undergraduate requirements are looking for. And so most schools, both in the U.S. and abroad, right, as if you're, if you're in the AP program um, and you want to be eligible for kind of a top business program, you are going to have to be reaching some equivalency of uh, AP Calculus BC, right, on your on your high school resume, because 
every business school has recognized the development of uh, of programming, has recognized the development of AI, has recognized development of all these different things. And so quant, the quant side of things is actually going to be really, really, really important to your eligibility to get into a good school. So that's the first thing to start evaluating is why do you want to go into business? Do you understand that a business undergrad is largely math? Has kind of been for a long time, but especially now, right? If what you're looking for is case study-based education, a lot of that case study education is going to be happening more in uh, your MBA, right? But your undergrad at most schools, right, whether it be Stern, NYU Stern, or UPenn Morton, right, or any of these other schools, a lot of it is going to be based around quant, right, about building out your understanding of uh, math, right, and algorithms and those different types of pieces. So that's kind of the first assessment that I push students through. The next thing is um, kind of really thinking a little bit about the type of learning experience that they want. So, um, there are, I would say that they kind of break down, for business schools, they kind of break down into a couple different things, right? So for, um, as mentioned, for the more quant-focused programs, right? Um, NYU Stern is a tremendous quant-focused program, right? Um, and UPenn Warren, of course, right? And you can usually tell that it's going to be a quant-focused program in business, in management, in these other pieces, because it will be called the Bachelor of Science, right? If it's called the Bachelor of Science, there is no doubt, right? A Bachelor of Arts is potentially going to lean into a little bit more of the uh, case study and more into the broader set of skills. But if you if you look at a school and you look at the major you're going to graduate with, it's if it's a Bachelor of Science, if it is a BS, you're going to be doing a ton of quant. So that's the first thing. A lot of students are shocked that they're like, wait, I need BC Calc to do business. Why do I need Calc to do business? And you do. So that's part of it. The other thing that I would encourage is to have a baseline um, understanding of computer science, right? I would recommend Python and minimum because that is also part of it, right? The algorithmic side of trying to assess business, the ability to look at a bunch of data and process it, the ability to build back-end systems to, uh, to better calculate and predict investment outcomes. All of these things uh, are useful to have a bit of a coding background in. Um, there was a news report um, a couple of years back that was about JP Morgan, right? A very, very well-known firm in the industry. And JP Morgan basically was saying that if you don't have a minimum of Python competency, right? The, co the coding language of Python, if you don't at least know Python, we're not even going to look at your application, right? Uh, to start uh, working with us because it's such an essential language in any field, but especially in business. It is is being able to speak the language of computer programming. In particular, the one of the baseline uh, languages to learn is Python. That's also important. So before we even get to schools, right, it's are you actually equipped to be eligible and a strong candidate for some of these programs, right? And if you were thinking that, oh, I talk a good game, I want to make some sweet deals, that's going to be awesome, right? That's not what these schools are assessing for. These schools are um, very focused on the quantitative side of things, very focused on math capability, right? So if you want to even have a chance at some of these top business schools, get into at least Calc BC, right? And, uh, and make sure you have some 
some programming on the side to uh to at least and especially python right just to be able to uh show that you have the chops to handle what their courses are going to offer okay the next is going to be thinking a little bit about what type of business you want to engage in. So as mentioned, there's the quant side, but there are also schools that if you're like, nah, I want to start my own thing, right? What I'm most more interested is in entrepreneurship, right? Then there definitely are schools who are going to equip you for that. Babson being the one that comes immediately to mind. Uh, Babson in Massachusetts, it is a school where every student graduates with a degree in entrepreneurship. It is very, very well known for exactly that. And they build their entrepreneurship expertise and on top of a liberal arts base which is really really good because you can be an entrepreneur in any field fashion science art photography and music computer science like you can be history even you can be an entrepreneur in any subject so what i think is great about babson is that they do um they build uh they have like a liberal arts base right and then they show you they build out the pathways that tie all of those fields to okay and how do you make some money on your own um and how do you innovate and design and um, create a unique product um, in the space for the thing that you want to study so that is kind of an example of a school that would be doing that where the other type is the student who doesn't really want to learn necessarily a lot of the theoretical stuff, right? And just says like, I want to go do, right? And that's very similar to entrepreneurship. But I think that um, this that type of where I want to just do more hands-on learning. I want to learn on the job. That's how I learn. I don't want sitting in a class in the back of a classroom doing math problems. It's not going to excite me, engage me. It's not going to be worth my money or worth my parents' money to invest in, right? So if that's the case, right, then there are going to be schools like uh, UMish, right? The Ross Pro, the the Ross School of Business um, has what is called the Real R E A L uh, program, and it it real it basically is we're just going to throw you out into it and help you learn that way. So they do have a class, for example, where instead of playing kind of investment games and investment simulators to kind of create a, 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 a virtual stock portfolio and then see how it performs by matching it against the real stock market. Um, real lives up to its name by saying, no, here's actual money. We're going to give you some like a significant chunk of the money of money from our endowment. Um, and what you're going to do for class is you're going to invest it. And that is going to be how you are assessed. You're going to have to do the research. You're going to have to make a pitch. And then you're going to have to make a call on how to invest quite a significant sum of actual money, right? Um, the same thing is true for um, if, if what you are interested in doing is uh, is kind of investment right and uh and doing things that way they have programs where organizations in and around kind of the school and around ann arbor and in michigan itself will come and they basically will pitch to students right here is my idea here's this thing here's much how much funding i need right and it will be up to the students to decide 
where to invest Yumish's money, right? What is Yumish going to, which ideas is Yumish going to invest in, right? Which startups is Yumish going to support? And that is a student responsibility, right? And so they, Ross is very good at saying, you know, hey, one of the best ways you're going to learn is just by getting out there and having your consequence not be, I might get a B, but have your consequence be, I might lose or waste $150,000. And that is a much, for certain students, is much more compelling. So that's the other thing, is to remember that not all business schools are built the same. And their focus can differ, even if their ranking um, might suggest otherwise. So um, that's the kind of next thing that I wanted to talk about. And this is where things kind of uh, become not necessarily the truth about, but become where I really want to stress the importance of evaluating things effectively. Okay, so if I go to uh, U.S. News, right, if I go to U.S. News and World Report and I say, okay, what are the top business schools? Uh, the top 10 are, some are expected and some might come as a bit of a surprise, right? UPenn is, of course, number one, followed by uh, MIT and then Berkeley. You see Berkeley, the Haas School of Business, uh, UMich. Carnegie Mellon, which may be unexpected. Carnegie Mellon is number five here. Um, And then NYU Stern, UT Austin, Cornell, Indiana University, NYC Chapel Hill, uh, sorry, UNC Chapel Hill, uh, and then University of South California, Marshall, the Marshall School of Business, and then the University of Virginia, right? Uh, The McIntyre Program, the McIntyre Program in Commerce. So these may even just in that list the u.s news there may be some surprises there right indiana's university is not especially for international students and international families indiana university ut austin carnegie mellon right you may know of these schools but they might not necessarily be the ones that come to mind in terms of business ranking right but they're up there Okay, And so whenever you're going through these rankings, it's important to look at outliers, look at names that don't seem to initially make sense with what you thought should be on the list and then look into it. Why? Right. What are what might be some reasons why it is ranked as high as it is. Okay, but I would also stress that these these are all just kind of tools to start to point you in the right direction. Okay, because there are other rankings for business. There are other rankings kind of around the world that exist, um, especially for business, because there is uh, so much interest in undergraduate business. And so the ranking that I actually tend to use a lot just to point students to identify some alternatives, things they weren't necessarily thinking about. Um, when they were thinking of business school because they always think about the schools that I actually just brought up, right? NYU Stern, uh, USC Marshall, right? Umish Ross, Babson, UPenn Wharton, right? It's it's all kind of the same schools over and over. And just applying to those schools means you're putting yourself in the most competitive pool. So it's helpful to start to look more broadly and see what other schools are on the top of certain lists, right? That are reputable and look into them and think about why. Okay, so um, the list for business schools that I actually tend to use is uh, Poets and Quants. Um, And so if you look up Poets and Quants, 
poets and quants for undergrads, um, there will be their own ranking. And their ranking is very straightforward. They're very open about their methodology, right? And that is three different categories. The first one is academic experience. And so they are uh, ranked by the overall academic experience of their stu- um, that their students experience there. And if you go for that one, right, the number one is actually, as I mentioned before, Indiana University, the Kelly School of Business. And then right under that, University of Virginia, Georgetown, UNC, right? And then the University of Illinois, right? And so in terms of the quality of the academic experience, none of the schools that most people think of when they think of business school are actually on this, right? NYU Stern, UPenn Wharton, right? Um, None of these schools are in that top five as far as the actual learning experience goes, right? So if I see that as a student or as a parent, right, I'm going to think, okay, well, why? Let me dig into that. Let me go onto the website. Let me reach out and let me see what is it about their learning experience that is so valuable, right? And, uh, and that is ranked so high. Okay. And you may say, well, okay, but you know, the whole point of going to a business undergrad is to lock down that sweet starting job, right? At a huge, big firm, et cetera. Okay. That's fine. So the next thing that they rank is career outcomes uh, for poets and quants. The next thing that they rank is career outcomes. And number one is Georgetown, followed by Carnegie Mellon, and then UPenn Warden, and then Washington University and St. Louis, the Olin School of Business, and then you, you mesh Ross. Okay. Um, and then if we go beyond the top five, right, it's NYU Stern, University of Virginia McIntyre, Cornell, USC Marshall, right? Those become a little bit more um, kind of predictable, but right, those top five, again, right, um, even the order is not necessarily what you might have thought about when you think about business school. So again, it's time to go in and dig in why. Um, and so career outcomes, right, which obviously any student would care about, but I would imagine business schools would care, uh, business school applicants would care quite deeply about given how poor important that is. And then that might be something to think about, right? And then the last that they assess on is admission standards. How hard is it to get in? Okay. Um, how difficult is it to get in? Because if it's difficult to get in, that actually also ensures to some degree the quality of your classmates, right? That all of your classmates, you can know for sure, passed a pretty rigorous set of assessments uh, in order to get in, right? And the top five for here, UPenn Wharton is number one here. So um, no surprise, UPenn Wharton is very hard to get into, but followed by USC Marshall, University of Notre Dame, Georgetown, Cornell. Okay, um, and and so if you start to look at rankings, if you start to if 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 all you're kind of building your application off of is rankings, right? Every ranking is going to tell you a different story, right? It's really important that um, because this is what I find because most business school students tend business school applicants tend to fixate on numbers because of course they're fixated on eventually having a certain number of zeros in their bank account right which means though that even if you're going to use rankings be smart about how you're using them because if I was going through these and I said okay these are the three criteria right admission standards right your academic experience and your career outcomes right 
first of all, the the rankings are different than maybe what I expected as a prospective high achieving business student coming in, right? I was going to expect UPenn and NYU to kind of be at the top of everything. But what actually what I'm seeing, not only not only am I looking for like who's at the top of each school, but who consistently is in that top five. And actually the school out of out of that I've read through, right? The school that's actually consistently there in those in across the board in all three of those fields is Georgetown, the McDonough School of Business, right? which again, I don't think is one that immediately comes to mind when people think about top business school in America. Okay. So those are some things to think about, right? Is that that's fine to use rankings, right? But for business schools, especially, which I hopefully have kind of covered, that there is a range of experiences, there is a range of ways to obtain a business degree. Okay, so first of all, make sure you meet the bare minimum requirements. Your quant, your your quant specifically, not even STEM, but your quant stuff has to go up in high school, right? But beyond that. Take some time to research, right? What is my actual learning experience going to be? If you look at the NYU Stern curriculum, it's mostly sitting in classes and doing a ton of math. Is that what you want? Is that how you think you're going to get the experience you need to do the things that you ultimately want to do? Or is a more hands-on experience like Umish Ross going to be helpful? Or do you say, well, at the end of the day, I don't even really want to work for a big big firm. I want to go off and do my own thing. Well, then take a look at Babson. Take a look at um, Northeastern that offers a co-op, right? Start to really think about, do you need to start to, in your research, differentiate? Because if you just go off rankings, you actually aren't you actually aren't necessarily going to be getting the same experience across those schools, right? And what US News or what anybody else tells you is the top is different from what is necessarily going to be the top for you, okay? Um, And I would say that this is far more true of business programs than almost any other type of degree because of the variance, right? Because of what each school's student outcomes aims to be. Um, A lot of the top business schools, their focus is, I want you to be able to emerge as a top tier analyst, because that's the thing that's going to get you hired, is your ability to be an analyst, to be kind of a, a number cruncher. Right. And so I'm going to train you that way. Other schools are like, no, nah, we need more entrepreneurs. That's this type of student that want, we want to produce. And so they're going to build there. And we want managers. We want leaders. We actually just want to train CEOs. We don't want to train analysts. Okay. And so we're going to build our curriculum around that. Okay. Well, then you need to look into that. Right. And so that would be my encouragement in terms of how you should go about thinking about your business schools is dive a little bit more deeply into their programs. They will absolutely advertise their signature programs. Look into them, look into their curriculum, right? And map out, even just map out your four years. Is this how I want to spend my time? Is this the skill set that I want to be aiming for? Right? Um, And think about it in those contexts. Okay, that is... 
it for today. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on the truth about business schools and how to best go about researching them and thinking of uh, thinking about them differently. As I mentioned before, please let me know over the upcoming kind of uh, couple weeks, over the upcoming few weeks, I will be doing a similar type of breakdown on certain types of schools. And while I do have a list, I would love to make sure that that like certain type of school thing is really tied to what you are interested, tied into what you want to learn more about. So um, let me know. Uh, reach out to me again at Tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. That's Tyler at theacceptedpodcast.com. Let me know what you want to hear about. Let me know which types of schools you would like me to give some recommendations on or uh, make some suggestions on or show you how to resource, look at them, like whether it be similar to today where I gave you a website like Poets and Quants. Is there a similar website for art programs, a similar website for uh, material science programs, etc. Okay, join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this, please sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Do subscribe, hit that bell icon for notifications to stay up to date, uh, and do also sign up. Uh, there are a couple different events going on that I talked about at the beginning. That is TokyoAcademics.com/events. TokyoAcademics.com/events. That's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.